This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. Views expressed here do not necessarily reflect those of this station, its staff, management, and news department. My guest today from the wilds of the wilds of Broome County, Joshua Phelps, the Director of Environmental Health in the Broome County Health Department. Welcome to the program. And... Uh, it is, I'm going to say this, summer, <laughs> and with a question mark qualifying. We've been having up and down temperatures, but it's it's that season, and uh, unfortunately, with the nicer weather, we do have some concerns that are brought up in our area. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Yep. Ticks are, ticks are really going to be the biggest one, and uh, you and I were just talking about rabies as well. Yeah, now with ticks, obviously, fleas and ticks are a big issue for those of us that are pet owners, but it's also an issue for, for humans. Um, we talk about ticks every year, and it, it, obviously it's not something that's going to be going away. Is there um, a special concern this year? Is there going to be a, a bumper crop of ticks? Are there different ticks? Are there what, What's the deal with ticks this year that we got this a notice from the health department uh, in the mid part of May saying, you know, heads up? Yeah, we we generally put that out every year just because um, we we have seen uh, a lot of a lot of ticks every year for the last five six years. Um, that could be due to mild winters. That could be due to increased precipitation. They they like moist. Um, areas, things like that. So um, really could be because of any of that. Uh, the, the reason we put it out a little bit special this year is we've seen a rise in anaplasmosis the last few years, which is a different disease other than Lyme disease that uh, that ticks can carry. Well, that's a pretty fancy name that people, I mean, Lyme disease is for easy for people to remember. What is this thing that you're talking about? Uh, it's another, it's just another type of infection, another bacterial infection, uh, shows similar symptoms to Lyme disease, you know, general flu-like symptoms, uh, severe achiness, headaches, fever, chills, things like that. Um, kind of the issue, though, is is you can actually get that and Lyme disease from one tick bite if that tick has, has both diseases. Well, that's not good. Um, no, no, not at all. Uh, now, Lyme disease, uh, we've heard about that that can stick with people for a lifetime it can be all sorts of you know problems let's get down to the basics for people maybe who haven't been hearing these issues over the years uh what is lyme disease what is uh what are the concerns with this i can't even i'm not even going to hazard saying it plasmosis thing um what are are they fatal why what's going on with them generally speaking uh both both Lyme disease and anaplasmosis are not fatal. Um, there has been a few cases of, of complications because of other health issues, things like that. Um, so potentially they could be, but very, very rare. Um, really the biggest thing, especially with Lyme disease, is more uh, like long-term you know, health issues. Some people have, I've talked to hundreds of different people throughout the years about Lyme disease that, that have had what, what we call chronic Lyme. Um, and that I've heard of everything from, you know, paralysis in parts of their body to bone degeneration, things like that. So it can be, and it's it's very individual, so every every person has different issues with it. Um, but really, that's that's going to be chronic Lyme. So if, if you don't uh, pick it up initially and don't get it treated, it can turn into that, and, and some people have very severe problems from it. Well, ticks are very tiny little things. How do you know? Do, do you feel it when they bite you? Uh, how, and how quickly after you've found a tick do you need to go see somebody about it? 
Uh, yeah, they are. They are very tiny. Um, this time of year, uh, you're, we're going to start to see the nymphs come out, which is like an adolescent tick, um, and they're maybe the size of a, size of a poppy seed. So, um, being that small, people are outside doing yard work, uh, you know, outside exercising, things like that. Really, the best protection you can you can give yourself is use some sort of repellent. So, uh, twenty to thirty percent deep product or uh, oil of lemon eucalyptus if you want something that's uh, that's not chemical based. Um, another good level of protection is to treat, pre-treat your clothing with permethrin. It's called. And that's that's a, a better level of protection as far as I'm concerned. I, I use this myself. And what you do is you spray your clothing down beforehand, and any ticks that come in contact with the clothing after it dries actually die. So it's it's a, a, nice, a nice little buffer as far as keeping the ticks off of you. Um, aside from that, after you come inside, you know, ideally take a shower within two hours if you can. Um, while you're in there, do a full body tick check to see if there's anything attached. You know, it might look like a mole or something like that you didn't see before. And uh, if you see anything like that, have somebody else look at it for you and and remove it properly if you if you can. It's amazing how big those little things get once they start feeding. Uh, it, like you said, it's the size of a, a poppy seed and very hard to see. But I've found them on the dogs occasionally. And it's like it didn't even occur to me at first when I saw the first one I've ever found on a black dog yet. That's always fun. Um, I, I thought he had some sort of like a, a growth or something, and the vet goes, "No, no, that's a tick," and and pulled it off. It, it's it's weird how they can just really change in size. Is is there a certain is there more transmissibility for the the bacteria and the things like that at certain times when the tick get on you? Yeah. Yep. So the longer it's attached, um, the more likely, the, the higher the likelihood that uh, that. Any disease that's within the uh, tick is actually going to be transmitted into the person or the animal, you know, whatever's being bitten. So um, that's why we say if, if you're outside, do a tick, tick check as soon as you can. Remove it as soon as you can because anaplasmosis can actually be transmitted anywhere from 12 to 24 hours after the tick attaches. And then Lyme disease is roughly around 36 hours. So they really have to be on there a little while. Okay. Um, so if, if, you're, if you're checking yourself, you know, at the end of the day, if you're outside doing things, um, and remove it properly, that's really going to be a good level of protection. But like I said, the, the um, repellents are really going to be the best because they're always working for you while you're outside, you know what I mean? If we're not around in tall grass, which we've always heard about, and, and in the woods and things like that, that are obviously habitat for these bugs, are, should we still be concerned about ticks? Are, are they urban dwellers too? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. I uh, I picked one up myself last year when I was just doing yard work in the in the front front yard. So, um, they're they're anywhere that that you see any sort of um, small mammals, chipmunks, mice, squirrels, anything like that. That's actually the first uh, set of animals that when they when they actually hatch from eggs, they're looking for smaller animals like that to attach to. So, um, yeah. Anytime you're outside in your yard, with I've talked to people that went for a five minute walk with their dog, didn't touch any tall grass, came back with a tick on their ankle things like that. So um, it's really nothing to be completely afraid of. You just you just need to be aware while you're outside. And uh, we definitely tell everybody, you know, make sure you get outside and exercise too. Don't don't be afraid of going outside because of ticks. Yeah, and after the winter that we've been having, it, it's just when the weather's nice, you, get, you really have to get outside, whether it's 62 degrees one day and 95 the next <laughs> or whatever right, yeah. it happens to be. Yeah. That brings up another point. You were talking about spraying your clothing. And I know one of the things that every year we talk about is wearing long sleeves and long pants but when we're talking southern tier summers with 95 degrees and 95 percent humidity that's a tough sell 
Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm like that myself. I, I can't stand being too hot. So if I'm outside uh, during the summertime and it's real warm, I'm, I'm in mesh shorts and a T-shirt. Um, and then, you know, like I said, if I'm out going through brush or, or doing things in the yard, every so often, maybe every 20 minutes, I'll just, I'll just check my legs, see if there's anything crawling on me or, or my shorts. And then uh, when I do go inside, I, you know, I definitely try to take that shower within two hours and, and check my whole body as well. So what should people do if they find a, a tick, uh, whether it's on themselves or on a pet or, or whatever? Um, I, there's been people that have had tick removal things. There's been people that say you do certain, you know, rubbing alcohol on them or you do this. What is the proper thing you should do if you find one? The, what we always recommend is you use a fine tip set of tweezers, not the not the blunt type that some people have at home. Um, a very pointy set of tweezers. Gently stand the tick up. You can see exactly where it's attached to the skin. You want to grab it as close to the skin. Grab it firmly. You don't have to crush it. And then just pull it straight up. You don't want to twist it or rip it or anything like that. Um, you, if, if you don't feel comfortable doing it, go to a walk-in or something like that. Have a professional do it or a family member that's comfortable doing it, things like that. Because if you do remove it improperly, if you squeeze the midsection of the tick, you can actually basically inject yourself with things inside the tick. So, um, like I said, if you're, not, if you're not comfortable doing that, go see a medical professional. They'll do it for you. What should you do after you get the thing off? Uh, d- does it get sent in for testing? Do you have to pay to have it tested? Should you worry about having it tested? Yeah, really, we don't, we don't push the testing so much. Um, we, don't, we don't test them here. Uh, there's a few different places online if, if it's something you did want to do where you can send it away. Um, but really, we have high enough levels of Lyme disease here where we say if it, if it isn't gorged, if it looks like it has any blood in it, or if you think it's been on for more than 36 hours, go to the walk-in as soon as possible, and they'll get you a, a prophylactic dose of doxycycline. And uh, that'll just that'll give you a nice level of protection in case anything was in your system and, and knock it out. So if, if uh, within 30 days after you find a tick like that, you start seeing any symptoms, flu-like symptoms, um, achiness, swelling in, in the joints, knee, ankle, usually you're going to be on one side. Or if you see a, a bullseye rash, anything like that within 30 days after the bite, you definitely want to go in and get a full two-week course of doxycycline at that point. Now, after you get this thing off, should you use rubbing alcohol on the area? And how do you get rid of the bug? Do you, you know, squash it? Do you throw it down the drain? What do you do with it? Yeah, you definitely don't want to squash it because you basically just think of it like a little water balloon full of bacteria. If you squash it, you just ripped it open and now you have bacteria all over your hands. So what we say is, is uh, take it off with the tweezers. With the tweezers, um, you can throw it right in the toilet, flush it down the toilet, and then clean that site up with some peroxide, rubbing alcohol, uh, whatever you have, triple antibiotic, and then uh, make sure you wash your hands after you're all done. So be aware, know what to do, but don't be totally freaked out by this. Yeah, yep. And we we actually have thousands of tick removal kits. Um, we we give them to every uh, town clerk. People can pick them up there, or we have a bunch here at the health department, two twenty five Front Street. They can pick them up. They're completely free. Uh, there's a lot a lot of information in there. They come with a fine tip set of tweezers, um, alcohol pads, everything you need, just in case you do run into a tick. And just brush them off if you see some little black specks as you've walked through the grass or whatever, because they do just kind of, they don't jump on you from a great distance or anything. They just kind of take the opportunity as you're passing by. Yeah, yeah. They, their front legs are kind of like Velcro. So as you walk by, they just kind of grab on clothing, shoes, whatever they can get. And then they'll, they'll actually be on you for quite a while before they actually bite, because when they bite, it takes a little while. They're kind of sneaky that way. They're not like mosquitoes.
We love mosquitoes. Hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, now we just mentioned before we went into the full thing, full tick mode about rabies. I've noticed a few rabies vaccination clinics that have been popping up, and this is something that's very important as well. During the pandemic, there were people that had some problems getting in to see their veterinarians, even though you know the routine things for like rabies shots and things were were priority. But some people have had some issues with getting to the veterinarian or that sort of thing. Uh, but it is very important to have the the rabies and the distemper and all those shots for the pets. Right, right. Yep, we we have started up our, uh, our rabies clinics again this year, and uh, people can find out the dates and times and places on uh, on our website, gobroomcounty.com, for, for those coming up. And that's usually a, a fairly inexpensive way of getting those uh, rabies vaccinations. Are those a one-year shot or are those the, uh, the three-year vaccine for dogs, cats, ferrets, whatever? Uh, if, it's, if it's the first time the animal's receiving a vaccine, it'll be a one-year. Um, if, if they bring proof of uh, previous vaccinations, it'll be a three-year. And do you do ferrets or do you just do dogs and cats at the county clinics? Uh, they'll, they'll do ferrets as well. All right. If people are kind of funny about ferrets. I don't <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> you never know. Um, it, there's all sorts of things that uh, the Broome County Health Department can give you advice on as far as health and safety tips for the summer season. And how do they, once again, you gave the web address, but we want to make sure that people are aware of that or maybe how to call if they have any questions about um, maybe heat exhaustion or ticks or uh, mosquitoes or bats or whatever. How do they get a hold of you guys and where do they find out all that information? Well, for uh, for rabies, uh, Lyme disease, things like that, you can call uh, my division. My office is going to be uh, area code 607-778-2847. And then uh, that goes right to the general line. They can just, you know, explain what, what they're looking for and, and we'll get you somebody to talk to and also with some of the rabies clinics, uh, just a quick mention that the BC Humane Society has been having regular rabies clinics as well in Binghamton for people that can get to those. So that's another little plug I'll put in there for that, my, my friends over at the BC Humane Society. Absolutely. We are out of time. Thank you so much for being my guest today, Joshua. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. <laughs>